Welcome to It's So Interesting, the podcast where we explore the world's most fascinating destinations and share our travel experiences. I'm Mira and I'm joined by my sister Julia. We are both avid travelers who love nothing more than discovering new places and cultures. In each episode, we will take you on a journey to some of the most intriguing destinations around the globe. We will share our personal experiences, offer insider tips, and chat with locals to give you an authentic taste of each location. Whether you are a seasoned traveler or just starting to plan your next trip, our goal is to inspire you to explore new destinations, have your own incredible experiences and discover more. So buckle up, grab your passport and get ready to join us on an adventure around the world because it's so interesting. Today we are talking about everybody's favorite Aperol Spritz, one of the most popular drinks that travelers enjoy sipping on the terrace or a beautiful square in the most fascinating locations. The legend says the history of the drink traces back to the 19th century when portions of the Veneto region of northern Italy were controlled by the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Visitors and soldiers from other parts of the empire were said to have found Italian wines too strong and so lightened them up with a splash of water, a spritz in German. But it's not completely true, as Aperol itself was created in 1919 and this story refers more to the origin of the spritz as a drink. The wine was a starting point. Slowly with the time, the water was replaced with bubbly soda water, and when finally Aperol was presented, it was a game-changer. When brothers Luigi and Silvio Barbieri inherited their father's liquor company in 1912, it took them seven years of experimentation to debut Aperol at the 1919 Padua International Fair. The name was inspired by the French term for aperitif, Apero. The original recipe, which is still in use today, remains a secret, but some say that it does include both bitter and sweet oranges as well as rhubarb. The Aperol Spritz was first created in the Veneto region of Italy and was originally known as the Spritz Veneziana. It was a popular aperitif or pre-dinner drink among the locals. The drink was made with Aperol mixed with Prosecco and soda water. It was traditionally served in a wine glass with a slice of orange and ice. The Spritz Veneziano gained popularity across Italy, but it wasn't until the 1960s that it became a national phenomenon. That's exactly when the Aperol brand launched an advertising campaign promoting the drink as a perfect summer refreshment and fun aperitivo. It quickly became a hit with young people and tourists and soon spread beyond Italy's borders. Today, the Aperol Spritz is enjoyed all over the world, especially during during the summer months. It's a drink that's synonymous with sunshine, relaxation and good times. And it's easy to see why. The drink's light, refreshing taste is perfect for sipping on a hot day, especially in some spectacular location. Plus, its vibrant orange color is sure to brighten up any Instagram feed. So next time you're sipping an Aperol Spritz, remember the drink's rich history and the generations of Italians who enjoyed it before us. Cheers to the Aperol Spritz. Salute!
Well, since we talk about drinks, let's talk about food. And there is one particular food that is popular all over the world, and it's not pizza. There are many unique dishes from countries around the world that have become popular globally, but one that stands out is sushi. Sushi originated in Japan over a thousand years ago and was originally a way of preserving fish by wrapping it in fermented rice. It was only in the 19th century that sushi began to be served as a fresh dish, and it quickly became popular street food in Tokyo. Today, sushi is enjoyed all over the world and has become a staple of Japanese cuisine. It's made by combining vinegar rice with various toppings, such as raw fish, cooked seafood and vegetables, and is often served with wasabi, soy sauce and pickled ginger. Sushi chefs spend years mastering the art of sushi making from selecting the freshest ingredients to arranging the sushi on the plate in an aesthetically pleasing way. Sushi has become so popular worldwide that it's now possible to find it in supermarkets, airports and even gas stations. But for the true sushi experience, nothing beats a visit to a traditional sushi restaurant in Japan, where you can watch the chefs at work and taste the freshest, most authentic sushi. It's so interesting that some of the most famous sushi are not coming from Japan, as for example California sushi roll. In the 1960s, Japanese immigrants began to open sushi restaurants in major American cities, such as Los Angeles and New York. At first, sushi was still relatively unknown and were only popular among native Japanese, and many Americans were hesitant to try it because of the raw fish. However, as more people were exposed to it and as the flavors were adapted to suit American tastes, sushi began to gain a following. The creation of the California roll, which replaced the raw fish with cooked crab meat, avocado and cucumber, was a key factor in making sushi more accessible to Americans. The origin of the California roll is attributed to a chef named Ichiro Mashita, who was working in a Japanese restaurant in Los Angeles in the 1960s and 70s. Mashita noticed that many Americans were hesitant to eat sushi because of the raw tuna. So he decided to create a roll that would appeal to their tastes. Mashida initially used surimi, a type of processed fish meat, in the roll instead of a crab meat. The avocado and cucumber were also added as a way to make the roll more appealing and less intimidating. The roll was then wrapped in seaweed and rolled in sesame seeds or tobacco to give it a crunchy texture. And the name came itself. Some say that C stands for crab, a stands for avocado, creating the abbreviation CA, which identifies the state of California. The California roll quickly gained popularity and has since become a staple of American sushi restaurants. It is now an omnipresent item on sushi menus around the world and has even inspired other sushi rolls such as the Alaska roll and the Philadelphia roll. Sushi became so popular that nowadays sushi restaurants and sushi bars can be found in many countries. Sushi has also evolved to include many different variations and styles and has become a beloved food item for many people. For so many that you will be surprised to find out that outside Japan, sushi is the most popular in Ukraine. Recent study of the Google search results for restaurants and ordering online shows that outside of Japan, Sushi is the most popular in Ukraine, Denmark, Belarus, Moldova, and Sweden. And if you compare the popularity
majority of sushi in the cities, then Vancouver becomes the sushi capital of the world with the over 600 sushi places in the metro area. We will attach the link to the source in a telegram post to this episode, so if you are interested, you can read this study yourself. It is really surprising in the top 5 countries, but what is more surprising is this unique sushi, not actually a sushi place in Rome. It is called Giappo Romano and it specializes on Roman cuisine in the shape of sushi. Super interesting to try at least once for the experience. You can find the link in Telegram and the link to the post in the description below, but you can also look for them online just by typing Giappo Romano. The reality is twisted when you see those dishes, but when you try them, the time around stops. Oh my, this sounds so juicy and tasty that I want to eat, then go to Rome, then drink the Aperol Spritz in a picturesque surroundings. I want it all. Yeah, this is our typical state when it comes to traveling. We already have a trip booked for the end of April and there are several destinations we would like to add to our calendar this year. Yeah, really, where would you like to go the most? Well, 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 I want to visit Mont Saint-Michel in France. I want to go to Valencia. I would undoubtedly revisit Sardinia and Mauritius. But we are late for that because March would be the best month for us to do it. Oh, that's a list. Also, add there Argentina as a major trip because we need a lot of time for this journey to really explore it to the fullest and we really would love to go to this country. Yeah, but who knows? We can be quite spontaneous in our travel choices and decisions. At the times when we started traveling in Europe by car, I would say we were too spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, once we came to Amsterdam to meet with our friends who were soon leaving to the United States and we spent fantastic time together and the next morning after like we parted our ways we decided to drive to Geneva. I have to mention that at that time we lived in Berlin. Right, so it was a spontaneous idea. We wanted to see Mont Blanc in the background of Lake Geneva. It's only 1000 kilometers and 11 hour drive, really, why not? But the view is spectacular. I also love Lausanne. We went there either as we were so close. It is the city on several levels. It, at least it's how I see it. Super charming and super interesting to explore. Just a little bit hard to walk with a difference in elevation at about 500 meters. We are more rational these days in our journeys and don't do such spontaneous trips on a regular basis. But still, if it wasn't then, who knows when we would have visited Geneva. But now we travel more by plane. And we also have a story to tell you about some airport peculiarities. So today we will tell you an interesting story about runways. First, it is important to explain that every runway at airports has two numerical designations, one on each of the ends. These uh, are two numbers that allow pilots, controllers and airport ground service to navigate. If the airport has parallel lanes, the letters R and L are added to the digital markings, short for right and left. This means that the runway is located to the left or or right of the center of the airport. This is the most convenient way to indicate runways for everyone to ensure the best operation. It is a standard. Usually numerical designations are permanent and do not change over the years. But sometimes airports conduct whole operations
decorations to replace the numbers on the ends of the lanes because of a very interesting reason. We are talking about Katowice Airport, where the runway numbers were changed in October last year. So we are used to the fact that the geographic North Pole is always fixed. However, the magnetic pole is constantly changing. Because of this, according to the rules of the International Civil Aviation Organization, airports must measure the current magnetic azimuth every five years. This is exactly what happened in Katowice. When determining the runway numbers, the magnetic azimuth indicator is taken into account detailed to the minute. So, the indicating numbers of the runaway in Katowice airport have the designations 09, since the designation must consist of two digits, and 27. However, after five years of operation, the airport officials had to thoroughly study the Earth's magnetic field and how it had changed over time. Eventually, they realized that due to changes in the Earth's magnetic field, the runaway numbers had become inaccurate and needed to be updated. They then consulted with experts in the field of aviation to determine the best way to update the runway numbers. After much research and planning, the airport officials decided to change the runway numbers from 09 slash 27 to 08 slash 26 and this would be the most accurate representation of the runway's orientation based on the current magnetic field. The airport then began the process of updating all of the signs, communication systems and charts to reflect the new runway numbers. They also work closely with pilots and air traffic controllers to ensure a smooth transition and to minimize any confusion and errors. The process lasted from March to the beginning of October 2022. On October 5th, the airport was closed for several hours to finalize this process by changing the numbers painted at the ends of the runways. And on October 6th, Katowice Airport continued its operation with the new numerical designations. Who would have thought that this can be so interesting? Usually we don't even think about such details using airports and airplanes as a mode of transportation, but there is a whole system behind it and the complex process of operation, like a cleaning cost that the operating company in Schiphol saved just using one simple trick that we talked about in our previous episode. And if you missed it, just go to our podcast and listen to it. It is the episode 16 and it is so interesting. Well, also the vacation season is coming closer and you might think you have plenty of time to plan your travels, but time flies. And in a moment, we will be there in the summer rushing to plan this perfect vacation. In order to avoid stress, typical mistakes and frustration, ask a professional to plan your perfect journey for you. No joke, this is what we are here for. I promise you, you will use a travel planning service and will never go back to planning your trips yourself. Because we do it all for you and plan everything according to your needs and requirements. Our clients are always satisfied, happy, relaxed and sending us their pictures with Averall Spritz. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, well, it was it's so interesting sisters Julia and Miro thank you for listening and we have so much more to tell so stay tuned until next week until then thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe to It's So Interesting on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode